You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. I'm Randy. And I'm Jesse. Yeah, so we're back. We're here. Uh, Melanie Melanie is somewhere. We don't know where. <laughs> She's doing Melanie things. She's on Melanie time. Savannah likes that intro the best. It is the best of all intros on the planet. Also, if, uh, if an intro doesn't have a saxophone solo, is it really an intro? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I don't think it is. I don't know who would do a podcast without a saxophone solo intro, which is really going to confuse people that only ever listen to the audio replays because I don't have the sax in the audio version of this. So, (laughs) I mean, that's not really the show. The live stream is the show. Right. Because if you are here for the um, audio listeners, just so you know, if you're here for the original broadcast, you get to derail the show in real time or like a, I don't know, seven second delay, but you'll derail it really, really well. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do much. I feel like Randy just froze on me. Is he frozen for just me or is he frozen for everyone? Glitched. Who's glitched? Is it me or is it you? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Hey, well, you in the chat, tell us who was glitched. I tried to keep going. Randy, I assume, tried to keep going. Right. Uh-oh. You slammed that door a little too hard, Randy. I think I did. <laughs> well, it, it gave like a Wi-Fi thing. Like if you're connected to Wi-Fi, try plugging into the router, except I'm not. I'm not. I don't. My computer's oh, not you, connected you to Wi-Fi. Line. You main lane. Yeah. And you're frozen again. But that's a great picture, folks. You know, screenshot that. Send it to us later. uh just to let you know what we're gonna do tonight which randy will probably do once he unfreezes uh we're gonna talk a little bit of nerd news we're gonna talk about we'll react at some news that we compiled i'm not saying that we compiled it right before the show actually i am saying that yeah we we compiled it right before the show and uh that's what we're gonna do tonight it's gonna be a pretty standard grolix nights ah man now it's just me okay so this is where it gets weird, friends. I haven't done a solo show in a long time, but we'll just jump right in. I think just in case, just in case Randy can jump back in here, I will talk a little bit about what I've been watching and what I've been up to. So I'll go into recent viewing. And so for me, I really, I had a busy week and the main thing that I watched was Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode three which uh, is it was going to be tough to follow up episode two. Episode two was really well handled, but episode three didn't disappoint very much. We got a full-blown Baron Zemo. We got like a dance scene and a club in Madripoor. So there's all sorts of crazy Marvel Cinematic Universe um, tie-ins with stuff that's going to happen in X-Men and that kind of thing. So I don't know. Did anybody else watch that? But they brought back the Baron Zemo character. I thought he was interesting. I thought that he was a little more fleshed out. Like suddenly we find out that he's royalty. He's got all these crazy cars. 
He's got money and his own jet. Oh, and spoilers, they just totally drop uh like almost at the end of the episode. They just they're just like, so Sokovia is basically cannibalized. It basically doesn't exist. Their neighbors just ate it up, kind of thing. It's like, and and then he's like throwing shade at Bucky and Sam, where he's like, Have either of you visited the memorial? And and of course they hadn't. But uh they also ended on another epic cliffhanger. So yeah. Oh, was that the bar? I wondered. I wondered. I was like, mm, this feels like an Easter egg. I'm not getting. Uh, but I did. I did know. I did know that Patch and Mister Fixit uh, frequented Madripoor, and so I was like, I was. I was nudging my wife. I was like, Hey, uh, this is a big time X Men reference. Nudge, nudge. Uh, so that was super fun. Uh, that that's the main new thing that I've uh, been watching. The other things that I've watched are not necessarily Grolix appropriate in that we try not to get super political on the show, uh, even though some of our news tonight might get a little political. Uh, the other thing that I've been watching, Randy's back. Uh, I'm just going into things I've been watching. Uh, and the one thing that I've been watching that's kind of political is the HBO QAnon documentary. Okay. which I only watched like the first two episodes. And it's just, it's just bizarre. Like this is the real world. And it feels like it's not <laughs> like when, when we talk about that, that level of politics, the things that people will believe it's just for quite a while. It, I've, uh, there's been several moments where I'm like, it's like someone is writing reality and they're trying to write it as like, satire. as badly as possible. They're yeah. trying to write it as satire and they suck. They're not yeah. they're hacks. They're not good at it. And that's the world we live in. It's a poorly written, yeah. not quite satire, but trying really hard to be. Yeah. Like, okay, so I'm going to write a story and there's going to be this mass pandemic, but the government is going to be actively bad at saving people. And when they have opportunities to help people, they'll just fight. Like, no, that's real. That's, that's how the world works. Right. I guess there's okay. And there's also something, I don't remember what it was and I'm whatever it was, I'm not going to bring it up because we don't get that political, but there was right. something recently where I'm like, there's a lot of like, you really are not bothered by all these things that you probably should be bothered by that you have to go and like believe or make up or like just get riled up about the silliest most nonsensical things it's like there's so much more you could get upset about that's valid right hey hey somebody's in our green room hi hey oh now it's a show are you ready okay i can Hello. i i okay do you want me to remove you until you're ready well, i'm i am ready now okay you're wonderful. The show can, the show didn't really start till you got here. It either. didn't feel complete. Uh, even the internet said so. It was <laughs> like, Randy, get out of here. We're not ready for a real show. Melanie's not even here. I got glitched out of existence. Oh, good. No, no I mean. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in five years. Ooh, that's a real blip. The consistency in which everyone in the MCU refers to certain things by a certain title right. is a little ridiculous. I get it, but it's a little ridiculous that everyone calls it the blip. 
they should almost be like at this point they should almost be like six years ago because like come on there was a whole year of pandemic we didn't get new marvel stuff (laughs) right like oh that is something i was weirdly thinking about earlier today i was like dude if imagine if endgame had been like x amount of months or up to a year later like oh, right. what a mess that would have been for Disney and Marvel. Ooh, they would have been like, oh, I don't think we can do this. Not only would they have ran into the theater issue, like, yeah, what a uh, Infinity War, especially like, right. You know what? Maybe let's hold off on this whole Infinity War thing. Every <laughs> half the population just goes. <laughs> yeah, what, what, Three million people a day, or, or maybe it wasn't quite that, but like, <laughs> right? Globally, maybe I don't know. It was a lot more than a nine eleven a day, dying of something. I wish that could have been prevented. I wish every Star Lord hadn't gotten involved. I wish every news channel, every channel that claims it's a news channel, would have put it in those kind of terms. Like there was a nine eleven. There was two, uh, you know, Vietnam's worth of people dead today, or whatever. Whatever the numbers were, right? uh, Every day. Because I think yeah, every day it would have had more impact on some people. Yeah, 2020, the year of Thanos. Thanos ain't even gonna claim it. No, <laughs> it's like I'm more efficient. At least he did it for love, right? <laughs> At least originally, I don't know. I don't know what he did it for in the movies. I'm still trying to puzzle that out. So, so everybody could have more stuff. Oh, that's right. Which ties into my review of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's what they're doing. They have remember you, when everybody had more stuff and they liked it. Right. Have you yeah. talked about have have you talked about episode three yet? Yes, that's what I was talking about while you were gone. That's actually a good pick because me and Melanie stopped watching it. <laughs> you stopped it. Oh, you you decided to stop watching well, it or you just like neglected a week? I it just wasn't we were watching the episode and I don't remember what it was like. I, I, w- I was actively doing other things in the house. I was like, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go, oh, I need to find this microphone for Melanie later. I'm going to go do this. And then at a certain point, I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, this is, I'm not watching this. <laughs> we just, like, bleh. Yeah. It was fine, but, like, it really was getting into the weeds of characters that, like, okay, I remember. Then this lady shows up. It's like, uh I know she's oh. a person. <laughs> Sharon Carter? Right, sure. She's not Peggy, right? Okay, she's not yeah. Peggy. She no, doesn't matter. No. Oh. <laughs> she only had the most controversial kiss in uh, Civil War. Did she? Who'd she kiss? Cap. Right after the funeral of Peggy. Oh. Yeah. And then she's... fast forward two movies and uh, he's like leaving it all behind for Peggy. Cap's nasty. I was about to say she's, she's nasty, but it's not really her fault. Cap's no, nasty. No. I wonder. I wonder if he came clean. Like, yeah, I totally no, kissed your niece. No, he didn't. <laughs> you know he did. <laughs> we can't slow dance. <laughs> we can't slow down to slow. Uh, slow dance to twenties music. That's so. Fu- that's so funny. Like, yeah. Okay. I guess. I guess you're right. I kind of vaguely remember that. It's like what? Yeah. Big Big Ant Man. Uh, uh, airport, <laughs> airport scene. I don't yeah. remember anything well, else from that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the kind of the thing about this episode is it's like the first uh, chance that we get to reconnect with that character post all of that, and she's and she's like 
legitimately uh, or she has legitimate claims to be upset because it's basically like I stole the wings for Falcon and I stole the shield for Cap and y'all have been doing your Avengers thing and uh, basically I've been just out I've just been out nobody cares about Sharon yeah I mean the Vietnam comment I just threw up I couldn't remember the specifics but there were days where it's like we surpassed this war in a day. Yeah. And we surpassed this war in a day. So, yeah, it was a lot of people, Savannah, for sure. Um, I guess that's part of – was maybe part of the issue is like – I don't know. It was a little silly, which is fine, but it was characters that I had either forgotten about or just apparently was was not super – intrigued by to begin with so so baron zemo and some of the thunderbolts references did you get it did you no no see the see the purple mask was a huge pop for me but i had i had the secret wars uh figures when i was a kid and baron zemo was like one of them so i was like ah purple mask and then they go to Majapur. we were talking about it uh in the chat a little bit that's where uh joe fix it the gray hulk uh, he would frequent the bar in Madripoor, uh, as did Patch, which was actually Wolverine. And like, those are the two worst disguises in Marvel history. Like, okay, it's Wolverine with an eye patch and a white suit. Oh, <laughs> right. Gee, it's the Hulk in a pinstripe suit and a fedora. Gee, I wonder who they are. They're under, they're undercover. Quote. Paul says quote. Bar- Baron Zemo is the ultimate anti-villain. Yeah, I mean he's. He's clever. I mean, I was a little disappointed when I watched Civil War because Baron Zemo was like the one of the ultimate foils to Captain America. He's he's like like if Red Skull's here, Baron Zemo's like there. Like there. All oh, right. And he just kind of seemed pretty like a not, dude. Yeah, in, he was. And that was like, oh, so this was a little bit of course correct okay. there. And in, in that is like, wait, you're rich. Dude, I'm a baron. I was royalty until you blew up my whole country. Yeah, I mean, for I it in that respect, it kind of plays into, and I'm sure this is a bit of Melanie's deal with it too. Is I lack, I appreciate. It's like when we're we were talking about uh, WandaVision. I appreciate all these super deep cut comic book Easter eggs because it shows that like the the creators are fans, or at least felt enough uh, obligation to do some real homework about it but i don't have the marvel comic lore and in some respects i feel like this territory where they're at now with the characters they're they're in this show specifically i'm kind of coming to it as like a, a general audience pleb you know just uh i remember ant man you know uh, I don't have the Marvel Comics history lore on on especially the Captain America side of things at all, so uh, some of it's just lost on me. And it's it's very much like One Division in that they are throwing some pretty deep cut uh, Easter eggs out there, like um, when they go to the bar and it's the Smiling Tiger. Like that's a character in the Thunderbolts at one point or another. Like he's part of the Thunderbolts team. And if you don't remember Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts was like, it was brilliant. It was this new team that came out of nowhere 
and it was like uh, Citizen V or whatever. And so all these like heroes we'd never heard of. And it's like, what is this? And it was compelling. It was good story writing. And then it came, came out that the whole thing was Baron Zemo in disguise. Citizen V was uh, Baron Zemo and his team, all villains in disguise, pretending to be heroes. Nice. And then later on, it became more of a Suicide Squad kind of thing where they made villains become heroes. So, like, yeah. Venom was on the uh, Thunderbolts team. I think they had Luke Cage headed up at one point to be the, the you know, the government liaison kind of in charge guy. So it basically became Suicide Squad, but originally it was all a ruse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. And I think maybe part of the problem for me personally is I, I mean, action's fun, but it doesn't grab me the way that other things do. And so not knowing any of that to me, it's just a bunch of action, like blowing stuff up, running, blowing stuff up, running, uh, screaming, losing people, finding people that I don't know, uh, you know, right. and, and so it, it drags for me. It, it doesn't have that appeal Especially if it if it were more if it were characters I found more interesting or gave a crap about, maybe it'd be better. These aren't those characters for me. I'm sorry. But you know, it's true. They but even I, like make a meta reference to how actiony it is in this episode because mm-hmm. uh what was it where Sam's like, You went left <laughs> you know, it's like it's in every action movie. Mm-hmm. I'll pro I, I will pick it up again at I, I think. We will. Probably, we have know. to. What? We have to. <laughs> okay, then I'll clarify. We will pick it up again. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I was just not. It, it, and it wasn't even Melanie. It was me. I was like, at some point, I was like, I was just stop. All right. Nope. I'm not interested in this right now. Mm-hmm. So well, it's know. a different I'll flavor. I totally get that. You know, yeah. like it's it's not as it's it's not the same visual flavor as like vision. One right. vision was right, right, yeah, and I mean, I think it definitely, and you could tell from the trailer, and I, I recall the showrunners or whoever producer of the show even saying the storytelling is kind of the antithesis of the storytelling in uh, in WandaVision, it's just the total opposite of what's going on there, and I think WandaVision, even Vision on his own, is an interesting enough character, and I really like Paul Bettany. I've heard his name said his last name said a million different ways at this point. Wanda's okay. I've really never been fan of fan of Scarlet Witch in the movies because I was like, okay, sure, she's here now, and she does the finger thing, which annoys me. Uh, but but the concepts and the ideas just that the show was based on on its own was intriguing enough for me. And mm-hmm. this is like not bad concepts and ideas, but it's it's much more like you know, yeah, I don't know, there's political. Mm-hmm. As political intrigue, kind of, but really not that deep, and action standard. Yeah, uh, is it missionary? Not missionaries. <laughs> hey, Sam. Oh, so so uh, here's a here's a nugget, and I think maybe Paul will uh, will appreciate this. Um, Sam is starting to pull. Oh, what? Oh no, I forgot the character's name. Doctor Who. He's not going to let that happen. Oh, 
you be the character that we're like these. He's so def- he's forgettable. He's so except. forgettable that he's left, and I've already forgotten Ryan. him. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, he's, <laughs> Sam is pulling a Ryan now. He's just like, listen, Sarah, I'm gonna walk into this bank, and I'm not gonna let that happen. You're not gonna sell the boat. I'm not gonna let that happen. And then he he runs into Sharon Carter, and he's like, hey. You can't come back into the United States because of what you did in Civil War. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to get you a pardon. <laughs> He's Ryan. He's not going to do Come on, either. Sam. You're better than that. You should have uh, never gave up the shield. Spoilers for the end of the of Falcon and Cap, uh, whatever, Captain Winter Soldier. <laughs> uh, uh, Bucky Cap, yep. Falcon Bucky learns, Cap and the Falcon. Uh, F- Falcon learns how to ride a bike without falling down. <laughs> oh, no. man he has a little help from his friend red wing <laughs> red wing is scouting the terrain making sure uh, uh, uh i oh i do remember another thing that was kind of like pushing us away from the episode i know melanie for sure was like you know, just play it cool. Play it cool. You're you know, we're undercover. We got you're this guy to to Falcon. Oh, you're this guy. Yeah. And he was just terrible. And yeah. it's like, oh man, just stop it. Yeah, like I know they're doing some some stuff for a comedic effect, but I'm like, so basically they would be dead right now if yeah. if we had to rely on people not noticing that look he just had on his face because we all did. Right. And if anyone knows Smiling Tiger, then it's like. It's clear you're not a smiling tiger. Mm-hmm. I know smiling tiger, and you, sir, are no smiling tiger. <laughs> no smiling tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have you watched anything else? I guess that was our Falcon and Winter Soldier talk. Uh, hey, there we go. Yeah, separate, uh, but I I did finally like I was late to the party last week. I think you already talked about no. You, yeah, we talked about it last week. Or did we have a show last week? I don't even remember. But if we did, we would have probably talked about. Godzilla versus Kong, and I did watch that. Right, I remember uh, distinctly off off mic when we weren't streaming last week, uh, talking to you about you and Melanie about my thoughts on it. So I'm very curious as to your thoughts. First, though, Maddie D, what's going on? He says, and then Scarlet Witch shows up in the sun, in a sunlight shot, and then Falcon can start riding his bike. <laughs> yep, <laughs> she altered the world so that so that he could ride a bike. Also, Paul says uh, he's been watching Mayans season three on FX. I've never watched Mayans, so how about them uh, <laughs> Kongzillas? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I, I don't know what else to add to what you had to say. I will, I will basically co-sign most of the things that you said, really? as okay. far as like, you know, like yeah, it's dumb fun. Um, yeah, eleven. She was kind of annoying, like that that whole inclusion of that storyline. I'm sure, I'm sure there was a thread. She didn't necessarily have to be there. Like nothing that she actually knew impacted anything. But I'm sure, like that group, maybe impacted something. I don't know. They, I mean, they're kind of just exposition group and comedic comedic timing, or you know, like oh, yeah, comedy yeah. relief. That's what they were. You know, apparently uh, being a being a conspiracy theorist now today also means you also have a podcast, which may or may not be fair. It's probably true, but right. it was like, Hey, I'm a, podca- I'm a podcaster. I, maybe it's just because I am drowning in podcasts. I'm so immersed in podcasts. 
that the stereo, the podcaster stereotype, uh, which still feels fairly recent in movies anyway, right, is so played out. And like, dude, everyone has a podcast. It's not just conspiracy nuts, right? Or you know, quirky true crime podcasters. Like the different niches, there's so many. Everyone's got a podcast. So it that being maybe I guess his the just where this character come from, it seemed whatever. It's a little played out. I think I think I think <laughs> sorry. I think his character sucked. And they only existed so that we could see things that were in places in the world that Kong and Zilla wasn't, or the group of people that hung around Kong or Zilla, mainly Kong. Okay, Paul Paul's got a put good point here in the in the chat. He says that they were Team Godzilla. I was like, okay. But it wasn't I don't know that it was super obvious enough for me. No, you're right. They were, but they weren't they still weren't really necessary. Or all of them weren't necessary. <laughs> right. It could just be the one guy. The fact that it's her and her okay, so you now not you see now what I'm talking about with her dad, if you remember of uh King of the monsters, her dad was arguably the main character other than the monsters. Right. He's there in here in this movie. Why? Just randomly? Like he has nothing to do with the plot at all. Right. <laughs> they feel like obligation. Like they're written in to a script that was done before King of the Monsters. <laughs> right. It's like we've established a precedent, like they're author- authorities. So you automatically get in. The villain that the last movie ended on a cliffhanger with, like, like he took whatever skull. He's not even in the movie anywhere, right? Um, I didn't watch any of the movies, uh, but I just wanted to comment on the on the podcast thing because I was thinking about it, and that's not a new thing though. Because even like back in the day in movies, if there was some crazy guy or uncle or whatever, he would have like a ham radio or yep, something. He, he you're was right. Always broadcasting something somehow or or recording it or something like that because that that is that's that that's your exposition to all the crazy stuff and and it's introduced as something crazy because of you know the weird conspiracy guy you're absolutely right that's funny okay so is that going to be the trope is the podcaster the new crazy ham radio guy Mm mm-hmm that makes sense. Which is funny because we know at least one ham radio guy who is also a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does he do a podcast about ham radios? At he, one point, and he yeah, brings up he, his ham radio. He did a lot. <laughs> if he's listening, he knows he's number one trending. He used to do worldwide. a survivalist. He used to do a survivalist podcast. I mean, right yeah. there. Uh, he's uh, been on this podcast, so. Yep. It's Brandon. We're just going to say it. Hi, Brandon. Yeah, hi, Brandon. <laughs> we love you. I hope you're doing well. Uh, let's see who said it. Who said it? Who said it? Paul said they should have called, they should have had a call back to her mom's machine and her story would have been more laid out. Right. Um, his next one's not really spoilery, but, uh, the, the thing is Godzilla didn't really have a heel turn, but I, that again, feels like it's a little spoilery with where it's going. Um, let's the whole see. premise behind the movie frequency. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Wait, is Godzilla actually listening to messages from his dead dad in the past? <laughs> and Matt asked, "Does 
but does he do a ham radio about podcasts? Oh, you know what? I would I wouldn't put it past Brandon. Brandon is like he's pretty next level when it comes to this stuff. So honestly, that is next level thinking. Yeah. Do do Godzilla's lay eggs? Only in a radioactive Wonderland. Okay, I was just wondering. So where was that in King of Monsters? Was that like not quite Hollow Earth? That's like Hollow Earth's uh, vacation home. I thought summer vacation home. I thought it was going to be like Atlantis, but they never dropped Atlantis. I was like, really? That seems like what you're doing. I guess not. I'm I'm the a hole for thinking there was only one buried (laughs) city at sea. (laughs) You're right. It's no name undersea world. Uh, yeah, there was a, uh, bring your Geiger counter and a lot of sunblock, I guess there was a, if you, if you guys watch honest trailers, I think they dropped the Godzilla versus Kong one like yesterday or the day before. I I didn't get a chance to watch it, but it's on my notifications. So I'm eager to watch it because I'm, they're usually pretty good at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm consistently surprised at how people are very like. One way, or, I guess, middle of the road also, but like, I'm surprised at how many people like didn't like it for reasons where I'm like, yeah, but that's why I do like it because they tried doing the serious human drama and it, it was just boring because apparently you can't write a compelling uh, human story with interesting characters and Godzilla. <laughs> sure, you can. They just did it like. 80 years ago or something. No, you're right. It was in the fifties <laughs> or whatever. The first one, 54 so, maybe. So I was basically just on, along for the ride, but I, I, so since we're getting into it, I, I got to talk about the one thing that kind of took me out of it. And I mentioned it to you guys in the chat. Um, it's not that big of a deal, but it, but it's also like, what? Um, so Big, big spoilers, if if you, because I don't think this has been in the trailers, Mechagodzilla. Mm. Yeah, so, Yeah. So Mechagodzilla is a big deal, and how do they control Mechagodzilla with Monster I, Zero, with, with Ghidra? I Just, loved, I loved, okay, so here's the thing with, like, yes, all the human story and the plot of these are nonsense, and... I was excited for the, the 2014 Godzilla. I was like, they're going to do it seriously. And then they did it. And it's like, that was so boring. Um, right. And not that that's you, all not fair. That, that, not that you can't do it, but like they, they're not good at it. So right. if you gotta be goofy, keep it to a minimum. And that's why I like this movie. As I said, to whenever, um, when we were floating around in a void, uh, <sighs> The weird kaiju tech, like the weird concept of like glowing light wires hooked into a big bone skull. And then they sit inside of it. (laughs) I was like, what? This is weird. Like, even if that made any kind of sense, even if like, like, okay, so basically we're, we're like, it would be the brain, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be the skull. Yeah. Would it? I think. And why would yeah. you have to be inside of the skull? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Did this have all three? It's like, so weird. Was there a different driver in every skull? Because I only like it was like we saw the one guy, 
who was the main pilot, and there must have been maybe two other people, or is it just one Ghidra skull? It was just one. No, it was just because that we are. Yeah. Okay. Definitely yeah. into spoilers and a little <laughs> off track, but yeah, sorry, but I just can't. That's my assumption is that's the head of the Ghidra that the bad guy from King of the Monsters sold or had at the end. And he was going to sell off to auction to somebody. That's where that went. Oh, I think that was my assumption. It's like, so yeah, that guy just what sold it and then retired, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I thought he was an extremist, but I guess you could just buy him off. That's fine. Yes, Savannah, I do understand why you may have some questions, because I know what this stuff is talking about, and I still don't understand it. Oh, Paul said the toys spoiled Mechagodzilla. Surprisingly, I wasn't spoiled on it going into it. Well, there were so many toys that, like, like they they basically did all the monsters again. So I I didn't really think about it. Right. It would have been a real shame for them to not do a Mecha Godzilla before this was over, though. And since it's coming up so soon, it's like, okay, yeah, this is the movie to do it in. And oddly enough, I usually hate it when there's like more than two. You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, they ruined Spider Man 3 with more than one bad guy. They, they usually don't do it well, with a few exceptions. And that could have happened to this movie. I, I didn't really feel that way about this movie. Like Mecha Godzilla didn't throw too much of a fly in the ointment for me. Like it, it was still Kong and Godzilla to me. I was excited when I see when it's like the, there's the initial earlier on kind of reveal. It's like, Oh, Oh, they're doing that. Okay, cool. And then the, the throwing another monster into the mix. Yeah. Those trains. Uh, I, I like oh, it. there they are. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't even notice them until you point them out. I'm like, well, no, you the live tra- there. You, the trains you it, were in the movie. You like, it all the this time. This is a weird metaphor, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but because it's the kind of thing where it's like, who's gonna win, Godzilla or Kong? And it's like, I mean, arguably, neither. They're not gonna have right. a definitive winner. It's you know Marvel versus DC or DC versus Mortal Kombat. Team Cap versus Iron Man. Neither's gonna win. They're either going to be like some type of draw or stalemate, or they're going to have to band together for against a greater foe or just Mm -hmm. another foe. (laughs) It doesn't have to be great. Or they'll end the movie without resolving anything. I will say, Melanie, who do you think, who do you think should have won though? Between those two. Between Godzilla and Kong. Kong. In, in any, well, a Kong, a Godzilla sized Kong like they have in this movie. I know you get right, right, right. the size thing is an issue. Right. Um, and Godzilla breathes fire or lightning or something, right? Like nuclear laser blasts mm-hmm. of some mm-hmm. kind. And he has claws uh, and sharp teeth. I'm going to go with Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, when I think about it, yeah, it's going to be Godzilla. And you know what? I think the movie's like, yeah, it's going to be Godzilla. He beat the crap out of Kong. A couple times. He murdered him. They had to jumpstart his heart. Kong was dead. Godzilla won. That was great. That was great. I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Just put a, a, you know, electric uh, line in his mouth, and he's ready to do some jumping jacks, I guess. Mm -hmm. Paul says Kong, he has thumbs. Well, I mean, okay, so that is a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Kong does have an advantage in that he is much more humanoid. If he was smarter, 
I mean, he does have a weapon he can use. I was going to say, if you give him a, a, you know, like a semi-automatic, sure. <laughs> then I guess we need to take Cog out size. Godzilla. But, too but, soon, but, Melanie. <laughs> but <I'm, laughs> It's always too soon. We live in America. We, yeah. We can't talk about guns without it being too soon. I know. That's true. But There's probably one happening right now. Like if, there was, if there you, was one today. There was one today. Oh, oh God, was, there? was there? I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. In an office park in I'm Texas, sure. I believe. Yeah. If you took something like an alligator or a Komodo dragon and stood, may give, gave it the ability to stand upright and shoot anything out of its mouth, it would probably kill people unless we had a bunch of guns. So I'm going to just go, the, the same would go for Kong. Okay. Argue. You can't, because my logic is sound. <laughs> I, I agree. I am also distracted by some great comments like Mothra. Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? Mothra. Uh, yeah. Uh, reconstruction contractors are the real winners when these two fight. That reminds me of uh, the first Spider-Man, the first current modern Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. That, um, that makes me think of conspiracy theories. Maybe they're releasing these monsters so that they can keep pumping money into the reconstruction industrial complex. The way the last two movies have gone, that's where they have to go with the uh, plot. Like the conspiracies are just going to get deeper. There's a hollow earth inside of the hollow earth. That's why there's also a sun there. And I want to know who built that throne for Kong to sit in. That was, that was okay. That was one of the biggest like question marks when I was watching it. Oddly, because he got there, I'm like, wait, is this like where the Kongs lived? Because that's handcrafted architecture. That is like those are. Human design style columns and stuff like the Kongs were that smart. What's King Kong doing, man? Also, he let that go pretty fast. They were like, hey, you should follow us. This might be where your family is. And then he gets there and he's like, well, I got an axe. Okay. I'd, I never watched Dresden Files, but Maddie D says if there's anything I learned from the Dresden Files, it's never give Octocons guns. <laughs> and I'm not going to repeat this one, but it is, I enjoy it. Um. Okay. What? Else? Oh, you know the the reconstruction contractors also ties back to uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier because <gasps> they uh, are a real problem in the post blip world. Hey, really? Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier referenced referenced the monster verse. It's all the same. It's all they're all. It's, it's all confirmed. The same. Yeah, Re- you know, crossover restore, cinematic universe crossover rest- confirmed. Restore the monster Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, the, the MMCU. Yeah. Oh man, I was I, last week or whenever it was. I was like, where could they potential? Where could they possibly go next? To the MCU. That's where they go next. Twenty twenty two. Kong versus Godzilla versus Fing Fang Boom. Right. <laughs> right. What now? <laughs> hey, Melanie. Yes. What if? How are you doing today? <laughs> um, uh, okay. I feel like we didn't really get to catch up with you. You've been watching uh, some stuff, but have you, oh, you maybe just rewatching some stuff. I know you watched some stuff with Gabe. Yeah, I just rewatched, um, Invincible with him. I don't think I really watched anything else. Someone is sawing a log in the background, Savannah. That's what's going All on. All right. I, They're I, building a house. I'm not <laughs> no. complaining. I just want to clarify, you're close. 
but wrong. <laughs> it's, it's actually it is actually my dog. Uh, he had a he had a tooth that's extracted uh, two days ago, and so he he had to be intubated, and so he's got a pretty wicked cough. He's not throwing up. He's just hacking pretty bad. Yeah, but now you know what it would sound like if dogs got hairballs. Or built a house. <laughs> that is what it would sound like if a dog got a hairball. You're right. <laughs> no, it's fine. He's he's our he's our guest. Oh, sweet baby angel, she says. Yep. Because that's what we say to all animals. Because that's what when they it, are. When it comes to our animals, they become an active participant in the show. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. bonsai, yeah. echo, torix. Oh my God! Paul says he's getting a lot of te- teeth extracted in the morning. That's. Ooh. I don't recommend that. No. One out of five stars. Oh man, there was a. Listen, if they can't do it a bunch at once, don't schedule a bunch of consecutive ones. Like, oh god, that within would be a awful, two yeah. week period. By the third visit, I was like, we have to stop. I can't hold my jaw open anymore. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've only ever had one tooth pulled, and it it sounded crunchy, but. Uh, other than uh, I don't know, I, it wasn't that bad to me. Well, the first one I ever had extracted was fine, no problem, and so I was like, okay, it'll be fine. And then I went in and had the others pulled, not mm-hmm. so good. So mm-hmm. uh, wisdom teeth in particular in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, mine was a wisdom tooth. The, these the other the others were impacted and sideways and whatnot. And that was mm-hmm. that was bad. That's probably why I have an easy time because they told me I could fit another set of teeth in my mouth. Apparently, I have a big mouth. I don't know. <laughs> they weren't just being rude. No, they weren't being rude. I know. Um, I mean, this is still way off in the weeds, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, no. Th- apparently, through my twenties, I had got my wisdom teeth in, and never, and they should have gotten taken out, and I didn't. So they had like, yeah compacted a bunch of my teeth and so by the time I got into the dentist to take care of things I needed a bunch of stuff removed because they had like cracked a bunch so I'm not yeah. just a hillbilly I swear yeah sure no I'm just kidding <laughs> a little bit okay yeah. that that kind of pain is whew, it's next level mm-hmm. I was really disappointed because they they were like, what have you been doing for the pain? And I'm like, I've been like murdering my liver with ibuprofen. And they were like, okay, we'll just keep doing that. And I didn't. Yeah, they don't even blink at that. They were like, yeah, ibuprofen. Yeah, kill your liver. What's that yeah. for? Yeah. I get their, it's going to make me say bad, sound bad to put it this way. I get their stinginess with painkillers and stuff. And yeah, you don't want to just dole those out to anybody. But I remember having so much tooth pain, I was like, I'm taking, you know, this amount of ibuprofen every day and it's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Come on. And like, yeah, nope. Yeah. Thanks. It's if fine I though. I... Rich. This would be different. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> be able to get off the painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's okay. Impact. I found out later that painkillers make me sick. So Yeah. I'm I'll stick team. with my liver murderers. Uh, <laughs> yes, I really did just do a thing about complaining about them not giving me painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> Tooth to be told, this is the show now. Impact, the new segment. 
about dental procedures. That's that's via Matt D, by the way. Yeah. You know, fun fact, since we're on this ridiculous rabbit hole, uh, I worked in a dental lab for really? a couple of summers. Yeah. Did you? My uh, uncle, my uncle created uh crowns. And so oh, I would wow. go on I would go on delivery runs with him and I would uh create molds for teeth. Now they can do all of that. They have like 3D printers that can create oh. the crown in in house. But back then you had to like take an impression of uh you know what was the top of the tooth after they had kind of filed it down and uh then they would build the crown around that impression that you sent to the lab and mm -hmm. so i would create a plaster mold of the impression and mm -hmm. then they would create a crown that would fit on top of the plaster is that what inspired you to get into art no, no it, was the, <laughs> it was the most boring kind of art, but like at the same time, I did get pretty good at uh plaster cast before I went to college. So mm -hmm. I, I remember so it was already at sculpture. I remember at least yeah. one of your other brohams talking about doing that. Louis, Louis worked at yeah. the lab for a long time until it shut down. Yeah. Matty mm -hmm. D but, asked, but did he make tiaras? Okay. No. He did inlay some uh silver initials into a pair of nunchucks for me. Ooh, Paul. Uh, I mean, you're sharing this publicly, so I'm assuming it's okay. Uh, Paul says I'm gonna look less like a hillbilly after tomorrow, so I'm happy. I get my falsies. Hashtag getting old early, dude. You're already old. We've been telling you this for like a year now. You're <laughs> old man. This proves it. <laughs> you're older oh, than us. I feel like yeah. it's been more than a year. It's only been a year since we've had pandemic nights. You're right. <laughs> Going on two years. <laughs> we've been telling him he's in his 60s ever since there was a lunchbox involved i gotta be honest i don't know like why do why do, why do we scramble to get news we could this could be the show guys. this really kind of is the, the show, show but you know i mean maybe not dental talk every week <laughs> <laughs> well, the bonus show that you get on patreon will actually be us covering the news <laughs> Yeah, uh, our mildly neglected uh, bonus show. that mm. <laughs> That's what Grawlix used to be. That's where that's going. Yeah. We're going to talk about comic books. It's going to be great. Meanwhile, publicly, you're getting dental talk. <laughs> we should just rename the, the show to, uh, instead of Grawlix Nights, it's like, Grawlix, how was your day, dear? <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> Are, That's fun. Are crowns the thing that make people freak out when I chew on tinfoil? No, well, I mean that's fillings. Like a bad okay. filling will will really go. Eh. I don't know that you would feel that through a crown, like okay. a good crown, anyway. I was just wondering. Like old silver fillings, if you were to chew on that, it was like ah, you'd feel that. Oh, cool. Like it would conduct a spark or something. <gasps> And you were like, oh, I feel that. That's awful. That would be so cool if you could just like zap yourself in the mouth all the time. I don't think it's cool. That's why people go, oh, why are you doing that? <laughs> this Week in Teeth is Paul's suggestion for a title. And Maddie D says, well, that's worth a one a month. Mm -hmm. That's really all that it is. A, a dollar. dollar. A dollar a month, folks. That helps uh, That helps us with uh, at least hosting. Right. Mm -hmm. Go to Grolix. Go, yes. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Become a patron. Help support the show. Uh, we've been talking about actually doing... 
speaking of one a month, about doing bonus episodes a month. I know we've mentioned this like months ago. We're serious this time. (laughs) (laughs) Melody's little sound was perfect. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Hey, if you happen to be looking looking for other ways you can maybe support the show, did you know we're a humble partner? We are. Mm -hmm. You ready for some affiliate talk? Uh, Yeah, so Humble Bundle, listen, it's honestly, it kind of makes sense for us to have affiliate links for Humble Bundle because there are seriously times when I don't share links to Humble Bundles that I see because I'm like, no, we're an affiliate now or like we have affiliate links and I don't want to just seem like a shill. But there's seriously times where I'm like, I kind of want to tell people about this. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to take a little time. (laughs) Sorry, laughing at comments. Uh, I'm going to take a, t- a little moment to do some humble pimpage. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they would love it called that way. Yeah. Uh, right now, remember comics like we used to talk about? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a humble, com- a humble comic bundle. The best year of Boom Studios. It caught my eye because I'm like, that's Boom being like 2020. Suck for everyone else. The best for us. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is a weird flex. Yeah, it's like Diamond Publishing even like shut down. Like Diamond Distributing actually shut down during the mm-hmm. pandemic. And uh, what was it? Oh, like the big two stopped creating new comics for right. a while in 2020. And Boom's like boom. <laughs> <laughs> I. You can tell this is not actually like a. a paid spot because i don't think they'd be happy about no. it <laughs> no uh, too bad i'm pimping them anyway no <laughs> in fact next month we might not have an affiliate link <laughs> <laughs> yeah well sorry right. no they they'd never get rid of us we've been we've been pimping them since long before we had an affiliate link right and that's i use the, the affiliate link pretty much all the time that's the thing it it just makes sense because we would talk about humble bundles all the time i love a deal in fact the one i wanted to tell people about isn't even this one i picked this one because i was like well it's comics it makes sense um but yeah apparently boom studios well here it says unpack the best of boom studios 2020 comics but here it says the best year of boom studios there are a lot of number one issues in this i'm assuming there are new so i mean that's a lot of indie creators who probably like or maybe even big two creators who are like I need to find someone that's actually publishing. I don't know that that's the case. I'm just spitballing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I appreciated, I have not read like any of these. So it's a lot of new stuff. And I love the titles of some of these comic comics. Uh, we only find them when they're dead. I love that. The gr- Great. Oh, what was the other one? Let's see. Strange Skies Over East Berlin is pr- sounds pretty interesting to me uh where look i mean there's just some cool covers oh something really cool way down the way so you're like oh i wasn't gonna spend this much Uh but i can't miss out something is killing the children that is a great (laughs) title that is an amazing title (laughs) right like you kind of have to know dude that's it when i buy a humble bundle i do i never who who just gets like that's another great title is that a follow-up we only find them when they're dead. <laughs> How is no, that yeah. not a movie title? Yeah, I, it's so good. It's so good. The sacrifice 
We served the people the sacrifice of darkness. Irredeemable omnibus. That's by Mark Wade. Oh, who did some of the best work on the Flash like ever, and also had a great run on Captain America not all that long ago. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see. Paul says Seven Secrets is really good. Maddie D says On Kindness of Ravens, which is a great title. I didn't even see that in there. On Kindness of Ravens is great. Mm -hmm. And then Paul also said It's Me, I'm Killing Them. That's that's a confession. Oh, man, spoilers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean this this bundle's only going for six days, even shorter if you're listening. Oh, it's to only this a later. dollar to unlock uh unkindness of ravens. Stuff. You're right, you're right. I'm yeah, at least the I'm, first one. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Uh I believe April fifteenth or so is when this bundles up. So, if it's interesting to you, you should hit up our affiliate link. That's right. We might get a couple bones for you buying this. Um, which actually, it, because it's Humble Bundle, if you buy it and then, like, you get to choose where, how much of what you, like, your donation or whatever they consider it goes mm -hmm. where, you get to decide how many bones go to us. Listen, put most of it to the charities. I always yeah. do it. I always do. Also, uh, ACLU is the support charity uh, for this one. And also, what's the other one? Freedom to Freedom. Read Foundation. Okay, but you can also add your own charities. That's maybe one of the right. cooler right. Uh, features that we probably haven't talked about it. But you can add your own charities to the list. At least you could. I don't know if that's still a feature, but I, I did. And uh, I appreciate that. So if you go to grolixpodcast.com, that's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com slash boom. That'll redirect you to the page with our affiliate link, of course. Um, and because I discovered recently that some people's stuff, some people's browsers don't like that. I'm sorry, that segment went kind of long. Uh, some people's browsers don't like redirects, I discovered last week for some reason. Uh, that is an odd uh discovery weird right so if you try to go there and like chrome or whatever you're using it's just like uh-uh and closes the tab just go to grolixpodcast.com and scroll down to the uh red humble bundle banner it says humble partner just click that and then you can find it there honestly they have this dude especially since i lost that hard drive they ha i lost i ha i've mentioned it several times on the show it's a big it's a i took a big hit on that one uh, one of my hard drives crapped out and it had all my photo textures and stuff I use for Photoshop. Oh, they just had a graphics one. Yeah. It's still going. It's it, It's been going for a long time. It's only got six days left though. It's still going and there's like thousands, thousands of overlays and texture images and I'm like, would be a good jump start to get podcasters. You guys need to watch uh, some of the oh, humble bundles yeah. that they put out because they do some crazy audio packs, uh, voiceover stuff. And I'm, I've got stuff that I'll never use uh, just because it was too good to pass up. Stock and music. Yeah. And you've got a license with each one of those uh, bundles. So the, if you, Look for the one they do lots of that are geared towards game devs, but keep an eye out on those. Even if you're not a game dev, if you're some type of other creator, because that's where they'll put a lot of the sound effects and stock music ones is right like for indie games. But there, yep. it's you can use it for the license covers pretty much any use. 
So keep an eye out for those if you're. I've gotten at least one of those game ones where it was like, I got it for games, but it's like, no, I'm going to use that for everything else. Right, mm-hmm. right. So especially if you. Uh, <laughs> All right. Sorry to <laughs> sorry to spend the rest of your time, Maddie D. Pimpin' humble. Uh, <laughs> he's got to put the kids down. It's Matt. He's the one. <laughs> Something is putting the children down. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, Maddie D, yes, I'm sorry I haven't replied to your email. I was talking to Jesse about just all the messages that I ignore, not intentionally. Uh, I'll do my mix on your on your episode. Hey, everybody, since we're pimping, you should uh, go to uh, emcpod.net slash 60s reboot, I think, and keep an eye out there because you'll hear some familiar voices on an upcoming super special quiz bowl of 60s reboot podcast. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It was a lot of fun. So here's the dilemma. And me and Jesse scrambled. We got to the news a little late, uh, like gathering the news. We scrambled and we, there was actually little conversations going in the Google Docs, like we joked about recently. Uh, we're, we hit an hour and we really should try to wrap these up in an hour. Do we want to do news? Do we want to skip news? Or do we want to like just hit. A couple stories then bounce. <laughs> uh, I think, I think you're muted. Oh, sorry, I've got dual monitor. It takes a while for me to figure out where my cursor actually is. No worries. Um, there's a there's a there's several articles in here that are just like, hey, there's a set photo, right? So I say we skip anything that's like that. Okay. Um. Well, let's let's kind of tag team these. I'm going to jump in first real quick and just say uh, Warner Media CEO admits company stumbled in announcing 2021 film shifting to HBO Max. Uh, so, hey, you know, Godzilla come out, hit theaters, did pretty good. And uh, WB's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have made everyone in the industry mad at us. <laughs> by Whoa. So they recently said basically they're just – and I – I think they could, if they could take it back now with the, I don't know. I don't know what their subscriber numbers are or how good that's worked out, but they're basically like 2022, we're going to respect the theatrical release window, the home release window. So basically it's going back to how it was with, with day and date type streaming. I don't know if that's a good call either. Uh -uh. I mean, pretty hard to put that genie back in the bottle. Mm. Paul, that's another one of our stories. Will Disney. I mean, if they do, it's going to look like uh, a CGI blue guy with Will Smith's face on it. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, I mean, so, okay, Warner Brothers is already striking agreements with theaters. This is 2022, by the way. Right. Um, with theaters to install a 45-day window between theatrical and streaming premieres. Says yet the this article from IndieWire.com goes on to say yet the damage is done with Christopher Nolan especially going off on the studio for dumping its slate on HBO Max quote the worst streaming service end quote as he called it um, yeah I mean I and I'm sure Christopher Nolan has a lot of sway he was kind of like the poster boy for you know directors like get out and support filmmakers and everybody's like we don't want to die to watch your weird backwards time travel movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, listen, Christopher Nolan's great, but it, he's it was weirdly 
upset about all this. But then again, not really, because I, I guess I get him being upset. It's weird how outspoken he was and kind of Warner Brothers thing. We've talked about this. This is why I did I put the story down because we've talked about this a lot. Warner right. Brothers d- decision to like 2021, everything's going to streaming, screwed over a whole lot of like all the filmmakers because they didn't know. And that oh, means sure. considerably, I'm assuming, less money for them. Mm. Uh, a lot of them probably have deals about box office back end, you know, mm-hmm. percentages and stuff. And if it, you know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> pandemic i don't know what those numbers would have looked like anyway but i have a feeling it probably cuts a lot of that out if not right so they can't do that forever well or they have to restructure everything right you know what though i kind of don't care if you get a few million dollars less okay i really don't so go cry to somebody else about it because the rest of America is struggling. And if we can save 20 or $40 instead of going to the movies and just sit and watch at home, something we already pay for, I'd say that's good for America. So screw you kind of, that's my opinion about the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this earlier and I'm like, why is it? I'm, I'm not anti movie theaters. I enjoy the movie theater experience, but I am kind of like, I'm bummed about the idea of them going back to the old, like, you got to wait. You got to go to the theater or else you got to wait. Because, I mean, especially, I don't, it's expensive to go to the theater. Mm-hmm. Generally, if I have a choice between doing something at home or going out into the world, <laughs> I'm going to do something at home. That's just me. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, even Godzilla vs. Kong was like, that hit theaters before technically like it was out in theater somewhere before it was streaming and that's one i maybe that's one i would have went to see in theater like if things were a little more normal i would right. have gone well but godzilla versus kong Zack snyder's blah 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 or even wonder woman and this is unique use case given that given the grolix podcast being able to just watch it at home and then talk about it like the next day or a couple mm-hmm. days later on the podcast right. and mm-hmm. not having to make a 40 to 50, $60 adventure out of it mm-hmm. was amazing. It, that was exactly the point I was going to make. We, we might not make a living off of this podcast, but we still do it regularly. And we've almost always been behind the times. I don't know that we ever won't be, but part of that is we can't afford to go to the movies every single time a movie is released which also sucks because spoilers, you know. Yeah. Um, right. So if we wanted to stay up or stay current as much as we possibly can, this this would be the way to do it. Stream the movie when it comes out. We wouldn't have to have spoilers. We wouldn't have to pay more than we already pay, you know. And we could we could still do an episode when you care about that movie. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that, so that's another reason that it it kind of upsets me yeah and if they hadn't have hadn't done it already it would be a different thing but it's done you can't take it back now right it all it does to me is show me that you're only concerned concerned with your own greed you know what i mean paul has a an interesting hot take on this i'm not gonna read it but there it is for video watchers now or in the future 
that's exclusive right there. Uh, yeah, but again, you know, I don't want theaters to die off, and I realize they won't. But they can change. They can change their business model to more of the Alamo Draft House kind of thing. They can offer more of an environment because that's what you're really paying for at this point is the environment. Why would I go see Godzilla versus Kong in the theater? Because the screen's bigger. Right. Right. The the Quasar Drive-In sent out pictures of like dirt and a concession stand. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, yeah, drive-in. So I'm not worried about theaters. Necess- I'm I, Even if they were going to disappear, I probably still wouldn't care. Um, simply because, again... It's, I mean, the sitting there in the theater is a nice experience, but you can go watch a play or, you know, there's other things that you can do for that kind of experience. Maybe not exactly the same, but, I, and they're not going to die out. They won't, not all of them at least. And I like movies um, and there, I have actors that I love, but I always thought it was ridiculous that people are making $50 million, you know, per movie. Some people, oh, not all that, that, that'd be like, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. in the midst of the, you know, he's, so maybe that's an extreme example, but still, millions of dollars a lot of times per movie. And acting is a skill. I appreciate it. You're not worth that much more than any other person, in my opinion. And doing that and, you know, acting like they, de- like, not not necessarily the actors even, but like, uh, the movie, the industry doesn't necessarily deserve all the money that it gets. Um, and I, I kind of do want to see it go, you know, knock it down a pick or two. Bird, bird. You, you <laughs> First rule of Fight Club. Melanie's going to be occupying Hollywood. Hashtag <laughs> Occupy Hollywood. I, I mean, I'm here for it. I, I, I'm curious, you know, like Warner Brothers is saying, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll help out the theater system. Does Disney care? That's I'm going to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Disney's doing the same thing. I think they're going to continue to offer Mulan early for $30. Mm-hmm. They're going to do the same thing with uh, Black Widow. Maybe mm-hmm. they go back to the box office system. But in the meantime, uh, this is a way they can make money. And they're going to make money. Disney was kind of... Disney was kind of smart in that they're just like, they did it. People were upset and they're just like, yeah, yeah. Didn't say anything. And Warner Brothers, like, all the movies in 2021. Woo! <laughs> you know, right, right. And then 2022. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, everything's yeah. normal. We're they good. Just, they just made it loud. Calm down, everybody. Whereas Disney's like, we do what we want. Yeah, right. they always have, though. They've been like, Oh, you love that movie and you want to find it, but you can't find it anywhere. anywhere? You're gonna have to wait 20 years till I open my freaking vault, you little plebe. You know what I mean? It's in the vault. Yep, it's in the vault. Goofy movie. <laughs> you even have one. You're like, I'm been waiting. <laughs> it took a long time for that to DVD, and then where's it been? Is it on Blu-ray? I don't even know. This is a total aside, but it's <laughs> the whole this whole episode is. That's the episode title. A total aside. Where Disney Plus, we did a story on it and I was actually somewhat excited. Disney Plus is like they're going to have we're going to have an adult section, not, you know, not like an adult section. But since they owned Fox's entire catalog of movies, that's a lot of 
non-family, non-kid movies that Disney now has. So they're going to have this like, you know, I don't remember what the name of it was, but you go to the option, you're like, go to Disney plus uh, for parents, <laughs> whatever it was called. <laughs> and you could watch, you know, normal movies. It'd be mm-hmm. like Netflix, you know, where it's not Disney just... plus at night. <laughs> right, where it's not just kids' movies and Marvel properties and and Star Wars. It's not available in the U.S. yet, as far as I know. It's available in other countries, but not the U.S. I'm like, what? What? Why not us? Yeah. You, but you know what the problem, though, a little bit with the streaming? I'm so tired of being like, hey, who owns this and who owns that? I got to I gotta try an app and figure out where this movie is. I know I know it's playing on, you know, it's owned by these people, but who who owns these people? I'm so tired of that. Yeah. You- you know what I should do? Hmm. I remember distinctly, and it's got to be, we've been doing Grolix podcast long enough that it's got to have been on the Grolix podcast complaining about cable and being like, why do I have to buy, package all these channels together? Just give me, you know, give me, let me buy just sci-fi channel. Guaranteed. Or let me buy Guaranteed we talked about this. Or let me buy just HBO without all the extra, just... Give me access to those. Let me pick and choose. And now we have kind of that. And I'm like, and we're like, it's too much. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not exactly that because you still can't, it's still packaged because it's like, yeah, I want to watch maybe some, uh, you know, Marvel stuff or, or the Mandalorian randomly. Okay, fine. That's, that's Disney, but also, I don't know. I want to watch Westworld. Okay, well, that's HBO. But also, this is pretty good. Well, that's over on this thing. And then it gets even dicier when uh, we mentioned uh, recently that we were watching Resident Alien. It's like, well, you can get that on Peacock. Only free for like three episodes, by the way. Uh, It's a sci-fi channel show, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also get on Hulu if you're subscribed to an extra. Not just subscribe to Hulu. You have to be subscribed to whatever weird package that includes Sci-fi. sci-fi channel crap yeah <sighs> yeah Do you know it. the ironic part about all of this mm-hmm. is that a lot of these streaming services wind up being free if you're also like a local cable yeah customer where it's like you get a sign in from the cable company that's like okay you get uh paramount plus or you get uh peacock because you are already a cox cable customer mm-hmm. i Okay, so there was Netflix, and Netflix scared the crap out of them. And then they're like, people are actually cutting the cord. They're actually moving away from cable for the streaming service. What do we do? And they're like, we make the streaming service cable. (laughs) And that's what it is. That's what it is. People are going to start, like, taping their cables back together. You know, the cable cutters? They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't have enough electrical tape. Does anybody have one of those twisty things? The cap? Paul has a good point he says don't you dare suggest show subscriptions they will do it just to maximize profits huh. oh no it's already got software subscriptions so yeah oh. it's not much of a jump uh mm-hmm. well i think the difference at the time was tv was good at that point but it's like hbo was killing it they've got you know these amc was killing it with these two or three shows or mm-hmm. i really like this channel because they've got this that's like three channels mm-hmm and my assumption was like you split them up, you know, five, six bucks each. Sure, that's pretty cheap for a whole bunch of shows I like. 
but I didn't right. anticipate an explosion of p- potentially decent shows. And that is kind of Netflix's fault. I, it's not their fault. It's a good thing, but like just spread all over to Ooh, where, right. you know, you have to collect them all <laughs> in order to get the ones you want. It's baseball cards of TV. Yeah. Or Pokemon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got electric type. You got horror type. You got shutter Disney shutter. type. Shutter is super interesting. Shutter is one that I actually want to support, even though I think they're just owned by one of the cable channels or whatever, uh, one of the big companies, but horror specifically. But then, so I had it for a little bit and I'm like, but I never watched it. Mm-hmm. They don't really have anything I'm really digging. There's a horror I'm watching elsewhere. So, eh, yeah, that's where I'm at with uh, Hulu right now is like, I don't, I don't watch a whole lot on there anymore. Uh, but mm-hmm. they do release things pretty quickly after they broadcast. So like Holly will use it for mm-hmm. shows that she's still interested in. And they have some fun documentaries that are like Hulu exclusive. Like there's, there's going to be one about uh Bigfoot coming up that I'm pretty interested in. So it's like every once in a while, they'll just throw something on there where you're like, Oh, I can't get rid of it now. Right. Right. HBO Max was kind of smart on HBO's. I know H. I, they go with HBO Max. They went with HBO Max in pretty much name only, because it's not HBO. It's Warner Brothers, which owns HBO. Right. But I know HBO was worried coming up to the end of Game of Thrones, and you know Westworld. They're like, they always need to have one flagship that draws right. people, and I wonder if that's. I mean, again, the whole inter- entertainment industry. They got blipped. So, but I wonder if it's a relief that they don't have that kind of pressure where they have a whole streaming service. I mean, they still have HBO as the cable channel, but it's writing it, on. It's almost gone there. backwards again, hasn't it? Where it's like, oh, we get to be HBO again. All we have to do is have us have the featured movies of the month and you'll stick around for those. Right. Or do some weird stuff. What, what's what it. QAnon docs. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're done I mean, with this dragon yeah. business. Everybody got upset by the end anyway. I don't know. There's there's some interesting... Man, Melanie always called it Dances with Wolves. That sci-fi show we were talking about a while back. Um, Raised by Ra- Wolves. Raised by Wolves. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's on like, there. I feel like that's not going to come back. I'm so worried it's not. But yeah, that was super interesting. Mm-hmm. I, and that was a HBO or HBO Max original. So I'm yeah, more of that, more of the originals. Mm-hmm. What I've watched, I've dug. Mm-hmm. I feel like we spent twenty minutes on this news. We did literally spend twenty minutes. I'm literally uh-huh. we spent twenty minutes. Sweet. <laughs> so Jesse, real quick, yeah, yeah. I'll, I will keep my mouth shut. What did what stories did you want to cover specifically for sure? Oh, honestly. The most interesting one to me is this Jordan Peterson one. Is that a rabbit hole we shouldn't crawl down? No, go for it. Because honestly, I haven't actually heard a whole... I mean, it potentially is a huge rabbit hole, but I haven't really heard too much about it. Okay, so the super abbreviated version of it is that um, in the comics right now, the Red Skull essentially has a YouTube... uh, like what would it be like a talk not talk show radio radio talk um pod a lot of them call it like a a podcast podcast. but it's basically you know it's a youtube show kind of yeah okay 
So a news vlog. He said, uh, so the Red Skull is a YouTuber now. Yeah, the Red okay. the Red Skull is a YouTuber right now in the comics. And who is he very much based on? Jordan Peterson. Interesting. And Jordan Peterson has feelings about this. He doesn't like being uh, a Nazi that wears a red skull. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe stop being a Nazi. <laughs> Step one. I mean, I do feel like that's a red, pun intended, flag for your whole life. Just yeah. like, like you know, maybe this is a moment where you have an epiphany and you look yourself in the mirror. I'm talking to the man in the mirror. Michael Jackson talked about it in the 80s and the 90s. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe Jordan Peterson. You should look in the mirror, see if you're wearing a red skull mask, and then stop wearing that when you do your videos. Mm. <laughs> I mean... No, you make a good point. It's, I'm sure he just feels like, no, it's just, I'm, I'm sure he's jumping on the like, he's just gonna, is, is Stuart Peterson gonna become just like one of those countless comic book and ner nerd reviewer YouTube channels that I somehow would stumble across all the time who'd like, blah, 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 just hates, just hates men. And it's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Click. Mm. I mean, I I kind of feel like that's what he is anyway. But now, now the comics are in this. No, I'm sure. Yeah, he probably is just like the, the the SJW comic industry, which has been ruined by, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Diversity hires and blah 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 blah. Um, so I'm sure he would blame it on that. But yeah, I would think a more self-aware person would be like, huh. He's basically their Hitler, you say. Why would they do that? So, like, one of the main things... Um, well, I'll, I'll read you this quote, and then I'll, like, point out one of the uh, obvious comparisons. So, here's one of the quotes from Peterson. Um, People made curious in a negative way about me as a consequence of such smear tactics, who then read something I wrote, almost invariably conclude that the gap between what I am accused with and what I'm actually doing is so absurdly wide that the slanderers end by discrediting themselves. And uh, so the comparison, the comparison between him and the Red Skull, the Red Skull actually uses, uh, actually uses the 10 rules for life, which is apparent reference to Peterson's best-selling uh, 2018 book, the 12 rules for life. So it's, it's, <laughs> that's not even like, yeah, I know. Even so it's like, <laughs> no, no. It's so, I mean, like they're not pulling any punches, but you know, that's what comic books do. That's what sci-fi does. We've had yeah. this argument on the show before. Right. Like when is Dr. Who at its best through its 50 years? Fit uh, was well, 50 plus at this point, but right. you know, like they, they call attention to stuff, you know, when Sarah, when Sarah Jane joined the third doctor it was like a big deal because she was all for women empowerment. And it was just like a natural uh, sign of the times at that, mm -hmm. at that point, like she was right. not going to be Joe Grant. She was not just going to listen to the third doctor be sexist. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And I know that, you know, I'm, I don't know who that guy is actually. So I can't really, really say, but that book name is super generic. And I bet you I could find, more than 12 books that have a title almost exactly like that. Right. Um, 
So why don't they just be like, no, this is just our character. And if you see yourself in him, maybe, you know, you're projecting, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Canceled. (sighs) Oh, canceled. They canceled a thing. Oh, well, I'm deeply offended (laughs) and upset and there's certainly nothing else there's certainly nothing else in the world worth getting angry about right now than Mr. Potato Head I mean who is this Jordan Peterson and Red Skull they should be cancelled Red Skull Marvel cancel them but I'm tired of cancel culture confusing Mm -hmm. I'm gonna drink this Coca-Cola while we talk about this how (laughs) how dare they how dare they cancel anything cancel those Satan shoes but are you going to contribute to my campaign come November? <laughs> I don't want you to talk about anything, but I do want you to give me money. Mm-hmm. I saw a great thing about those shoes. Somebody had posted and they were like um, making fun of a Democrat that would said, if you don't like them, don't buy the Satan shoes. He's like, these from the, this from the same people who boycott Chick-fil-A. And I'm like that. Yeah, that that's what a boycott is. How do they not know this? You know what I mean? Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> right, right. I mean, oh, they do. The they just wait until Coca Cola says something they don't like. And then they're like, oh, boycott. Oh, just don't buy the thing you don't like? This from the person who didn't buy the chicken sandwiches from the place they didn't like? What hypocrisy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's. That's fair. Kevin Sorbo, yeah. we've talked about him on the show. He must be great, right? No. <laughs> Is that my cousin? Yeah. No. Is it? <laughs> yeah. My distant cousin. Distant cousin. I mean, yeah. to be honest, he's probably tamer than some of your more uh, lusty distant cousins in That's some respects. Definitely true. <laughs> and my other distant cousin, I'm pretty sure can kick his butt. Zena. It's Zena. Oh yeah, she she does all over all over Twitter and social media sometimes. Yeah. How are you I mean that was the main that was the Zena main Hercules. I don't. I no, it's not Xena and Hercules. It's the actress and actor. But yeah, I am distantly related to both of them on different sides of my family, which is weird. They're but, the same. Know. They are their <laughs> characters. Okay. Yeah, that didn't get political. No. <laughs> well, we knew. It. I mean, it's political by nature, but yeah, it did go a little further down the rabbit hole than I thought. But uh, you could tell that I know you, better. Could, you could. <laughs> I was like. I'll keep of my all mouth the shut. things on our I'll list, I'll keep my mouth shut. Everything on the list. What's the most dangerous one? All right, uh, let's real do quick, it. just because this, I, I have, okay, I'm sorry, I have a weird fascination apparently with streaming and with listen, it's the an entertainment industry. Look what we're doing. So hey, uh, sure. Sony and Netflix Inc. first pay streaming licensing deal. So basically, they inked a deal. Sony Pictures and Netflix worked out a deal. I think they have kind of something going on now anyway, but they worked out a deal uh, that basically says after theatrical run window, of course, and whatever home release window, of course, uh, they will give Netflix the first opportunity to like get the streaming deal on all the movies they release in like 2022 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's a multi-year deal. So basically... They'll be like, all right, it's time to you know, license this out, make some money from the streaming industries. Who wants it, usually? Uh, in this case, they're like, Netflix. They have to be like, Netflix, do you want this? Mm-hmm. And then if Netflix is like, yay or nay, then they can move on. But 
this is know, why we don't have any Spider-Man movies on Disney Plus. Right. The, yes, this is interesting because that does include with such tent with tent poles such as Morbius. I realize they probably put tentpole money into it. <laughs> Jared that is Leto. not going to be. They a led with the Jared Leto movie, right? Um, Uncharted, which I know that's a video game, so people have there's expectations for that. The Crawdogs, Crawdogs sing. I don't know what that is. And Bullet Train, whatever. Um, but it does also include, yeah, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Future Venom and Spider-Man sequels. So Netflix would potentially get those in terms of the streaming services before anyone else. Mm. That's cute. Keep Netflix alive. Oh, Paul says I was promised Batman. Listen, you can't, you try to stop a speeding train that's off the tracks. Mm -hmm. Can't be done. You ain't Superman. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And even Spider-Man. You're going to have to take your mask off and use both arms. A bunch of New Yorkers are going to have to carry you Mm -hmm. through the aisles. Um, I mean, should we just quickly address that? Yeah, I mean, basically, it. it's uh, long Halloween, and uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, there is it. It's. I mean, honestly, it's the first. It's definitely the first DC animated feature I've been excited for at all in a while. Yeah, since Killing Joke. Yeah, and the Killing mm-hmm. Joke. The joke is that it killed my interest in DC animated films. Um, yeah. The Long Halloween's a really good Batman story, and they're splitting it into two. It's going to be kind of an epic. Trailer looks good. What was the story? It was the story basically just like, hey, here's a thing. Uh, animated film trailer, DC film trailer kicks off festive murder spree in Gotham. Mm. Yeah, Long Halloween was one of the, when I like really jumped, <laughs> I'm super moose, he says. When I really jumped hard into reading Batman, like graphic novels, just like just consuming as much Batman comic stuff as I could, Long Halloween was on all the like, essential listening uh, essential reading lists Mm -hmm. and so that's one of the ones i read kind of early on and yeah it's good that was uh, that was what you made that was like the first batman thing you made me read to get me to start reading batman you actually it was that and then the killing joke um but yeah so good job baby and david dash is gonna kill it as the calendar man Watch for his level of crazy. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm excited for Jensen Eccles to finally put his stamp on Batman. I know he's wanted that for a long time. And now he is Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked it because it's, uh, it's a, I mean, as far as uh, Two-Face stories go, it's a really good one. Mm-hmm. So. And it, I feel like, and maybe this is wh- why it's appealing and why I thought to like, hey, Melanie, read this. This mm-hmm. might get you into some Batman. It's kind of a more, it's a more grounded Batman story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Killing Joke, or Killing Joke is as well, but like, you know, I mentioned Dark Knight Returns. That's not, that's kind of like, it goes out there. It gets, it gets out yeah. there. You've got oh, yeah. crazy Superman and all this. Um, but it's, it's, if I recall correctly, I'm sure it's a Batman comic. I'm sure it gets weird, but it's very much just kind of a crime story. Yeah, murder, mis- not murder, you know, serial killer and crime story, mafia, like it's, yeah, involves uh, Commissioner Gordon pretty heavily, if I remember correctly. Right, that's yeah, got like some of the great huge bit there. Yeah. yeah, is that some of the stuff with the younger him, or am I thinking something else? I might be thinking year, year one. 
Yeah, it's been, I think it's been a minute, one. but I do remember it having a pretty strong tie to Commissioner Gordon. Right. Mm-hmm. Been a long time since I read it. Paul says it's grounded and it really speaks to Batman at its core, just crime and Gotham. I mean, essentially, it's all you need. Crime and Gotham. You can't have one without the other. <laughs> Where is he? Where's Harvey? <laughs> Paul, you lucked out. Everyone thought it was dead. Everyone thought it was gone, including me. And then I seen a couple stories where I was almost like, but nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> there, there is some decent uh, that stories. Right, right. Hashtag wider watch. It's not, it's not. Wider hashtag risk. Ooh, that sounds dirty. <laughs> Wider watch. Uh oh, that sounds yeah. like some Jordan Peterson nonsense. Still nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you got me on that one. That was good. Okay. Yeah. Restore that was the watch. Hey, hey, Melanie. Yeah. Anything we should be amazed about? Yeah, I'll go real quick. And in fact, I can probably just read the headline, and that'll be good. Scientists connect human brain to computer wirelessly for the first time. Not entirely true. They've done it before, but now it's reached the same efficiency level as wired. So yeah, now um, people that are paralyzed um, can usually it's still like typing or picking things out uh, wirelessly, which is really handy for care purposes because having to move someone around that can't move themselves is a lot. It's very difficult with more the more tubes and wires you have connected to them, the more difficult it is. So being able to do that gives them a lot more freedom uh, to, to move around, you know, move around or be moved around, however you want to look at it. Um, and, you know, gives them the ability to do things from a farther distance. Uh, like if they, they could go outside and still think of, you know, what they wanted to type, which because usually it's a keyboard that they would think about touching or whatever, and it would work like that. Right. Well, now they can go outside and do that. And the person inside could hear what they're saying, you know, if they're like, you know, okay, I'm ready to come in. Something like that. And and there's, uh, of course, tons and tons of applications. They can that they brain can text? Yeah, they, they've been able to brain text, but now they can do it wirelessly. So you so if this were a Godzilla versus Kong movie, this would be more advanced than putting a bunch of wires into a skull. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this is and, beyond Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, this is putting a remote in your skull kind of and then letting you go outside <laughs> or whatever uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound as glamorous as yeah. i thought but it, okay it, it does involve it does involve an, an, an implant but still even so, i mean i think even before they they might have had to have an implant to have this technology work where your brain is directly interfacing with the computer that in itself is freaking amazing making it wireless is just a next step of the amazement you know that's pretty, yeah, no, that is pretty crazy. It sounds like a John Scalzi uh, sci-fi novel. Uh, as soon as they don't have to do implants, then I'm both intrigued but also worried. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gonna get. They're just gonna be able. They're not even gonna have to do this, but it's gonna be these pointed dish at somebody's head, and then they'll just get like a stream of conscious type text messages out of it. I don't like that. <laughs> But yeah. then again, if you, I mean, I'm assuming they kind of have to train themselves. Yeah. Like you have, it's not just like going to read what you're thinking. You have to mm-hmm. like focus on mm-hmm. S type that S. Yeah. 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 
and then it reads like, okay, well, when you think that, your brain sparks over here or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, and they do they do it for that, and they also do it in these, I suppose, aren't wireless, but like when now they have, you know, like the uh, robotic arms and things for people who are that, that are amputees, they, it's the same thing there where they have to think about closing their hand and, and then they'll, you know, they train the program to understand that that's what they want to do. And then they'll, it'll send that message to the, to the arm, you know? Right. Yeah. Similar. It'll like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, then it'll kind of rate, basically read like the impulses or sometimes the muscle twitches up, yes. in, you know, where yes. it's attached. Exactly. I seen a cool YouTube video once where a guy who had that deal, he was missing part, you know, missing his hand and stuff. Mm-hmm. And normally had a he had a fake hand that worked that way to where he could do. I mean, it wasn't like super dexterous, but mm-hmm. you know, some movements, you know, very in- intentional, specific movements. <laughs> and he had made this attachment that kind of like used an old broken one that he had, fixed it up with basically a MIDI controller so he could run it into a synth and then play like you know certain sounds or affect certain parameters on the synth with. His robot cyborg arm. He was a synth man, and it was amazing. <laughs> wow! Mm-hmm. But even that, it's still exactly the same thing. Like there's certain it's parameters. Like his power glove was his real hand. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. probably <laughs> worked better than the actual power glove too. So oh, for sure. I mean, that yeah, was just that thing was a piece of crap. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a whip and nay nay of video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> man, they should have brought it back when that song was big. They that really was, should have. That's like, a market made a Nintendo, game out of man. that, like a whip, whip. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, just think in the future if this gets big, you won't even need the glove. You could just think of doing it, and then your game character could do it. It's a power oh, man. They're they're gonna own us in video games eventually. Oh yeah. Of course, they'll have things wired into their brain, but right. <laughs> Fortnite victory royale. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, why would it be? Well, I don't want to get stuck in Fortnite. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that that game will still exist, but be season if it does. 300 XT. Yeah. If, if people are still playing like... Uh, <laughs> 10 team, kills on the board right now. Come on. <laughs> people are still doing tournaments for like uh, Donkey Kong. I'm sure Fortnite will still be here when we die. You know, that's true. Well, yeah, Skyrim has got some serious staying power. You know, oh man, I never, don't you even mention it. I've been thinking about getting <laughs> back into it, <laughs> dude. Mods, Fortnite, they got mods. If they don't, they need to open it up. They need to pro- let let people mod it, make it as easy, and that game will last for eternity. And then promise a sequel that never comes. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. get bought out by Microsoft. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, I've been playing. Well, thanks for mail explaining that. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Well, that was some weird deja vu. Where did you go just now? I don't know. Whew. Felt weird, though. Let's move on. Uh, Paul, I don't know that I. The, the Twitch streams, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I was like, uh, maybe I'll record them. God, it's so time consuming, though, uploading videos. <laughs> maybe we'll see yeah probably I'll, I'll put them out somehow if i do or not i just kind of been enjoying losing days to games that i don't that nobody knows about <laughs> <laughs> they're just for me anyway i do miss it it's a good world so 
Anything else? Jesse, you got anything coming up you're excited about? Nope. Yeah. Uh, nothing I can think of, no. When's Mortal Kombat? I've, I've noticed well, YouTubers, yeah. YouTubers ramping up, talking about old Mortal Kombat movies. I'm like, that means they're they're trying to get their Mortal Kombat SEO in the algorithm before the big movie releases. When's it coming? It's also an interesting thing is like you kind of, it's like, when's that movie coming out? It's got to be soon. Everyone's talking about old Mortal Kombat. Like you can kind right. of tell which movies are coming because people trying to get on that wave. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's kind of like titling your episode. uh, The beginning of your title of your episode is Godzilla vs. Kong and only one of the three people seen it. Why would you do such a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Don't don't be. All right. Uh, Yeah. Hey, I got nothing else. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. Uh, Future podcast feed people. Hi. Thanks. Hi. Go to grawlixpodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. We could definitely never change that because I don't know if I can learn a new URL. And and <laughs> uh, check us out. And we stream every week, Thursday, 8 p.m. Cent- 8 p.m.-ish Central Time. Listen, if you want to wait till 8.30, you're probably safe. I'm not going to say we stream at 8.30 because then we'll be on at 9. I'm just saying. You want to wait till 8.30, you probably won't be missing much yet. Thursday, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Find us there. We're easy to find. So, mm-hmm. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. That's it. What's Paul talking about in the comments? I don't know. That that would be easier to spell, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that would be much easier to spell. Uh, I feel like if you put that in your browser, though, your browser window might just shut. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) just send you a 404. 404.